0: Hello and welcome to Rewind Review, the new sort of sub-podcast that now has a name. Um, we didn't go 10 episodes before we named this one, we, oui. went, we went 2, which is <laughs> better. Um, yeah, Rewind Review, so that's what we've settled on. We, Chris, Chris actually kind of like came up with this one, and, it was, and he gave so many good ways that that title works, so I was just like, wow, can't really go with anything else, can we? Because I talked about yeah, like, that's the thing, long play. Because they're going to be long ish reviews just because of history with Honey Ocean with the Kids and Space Jam. But also, I was like, you know, that's kind of, we talked about that last week, you know, taping these things on short play, long play videos, and it invokes mm. VHS. But rewind reviews, uh, you know, rewinding as connotations of VHS, but it also rewinds your childhood. Um,
1: and then rewind because they're not current reviews. Um, I so feel like, like it may change though, because neither we both went. Yeah, that's fine. Like, no, but we didn't go. That's it. Like, <laughs> yeah, we were, like both. T- so. Both titles would have worked. Like, I think. Um, but yeah, yeah, re- yeah re- re- definitely. Watch, and it was re- also uh, be, be kind rewatch and uh, N B V H S, which I did like as well. Mm, um, but yes. the trouble is, that I always wonder whether it's just us that call it N B S. Yeah. I, well, not only yeah, that, it, but the but the VHS thing is
0: like. I think then people would there'd be a connotation if we could only review things that we've that we've got access to yeah. VHS or or a connotation that we would review the VHS itself, like whatever content came on that, which we just can't yeah. physically do. So yeah, anyway.
1: Um, yeah, so, and especially because and I'm aware there's a VHS revival, but as we said before, it's just bollocks, it's not a better like if people it's a bad form because they look cool, fine. But don't don't tell me that you wanna watch the film in that quality. No, <laughs> it's a it's a
0: bad it's a bad format.
1: It was it's not this isn't like
0: vinyl where you're getting a sort of a a really uh you're still getting a quite a high end like sort of um a high fidelity well, vinyl- version of the sound like VHS yeah, and, was yeah. the cheap quick option to get these things into homes um and it was the best format they had for the time but they were blurry. They would they would stretch. You'd get weird marks. Like they they would get stuck, and then you'd have to use a pencil or a pair of scissors or something to wind them back in. Um, you you know, uh, moving around in the film was always a nightmare. If you if you like if it got if then you want to start again, you can rewind. It takes like ten minutes or whatever. Like they were they were it was a bad format. It, it was not a good format. The DVD took over for a reason. Um, anyway. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um. So let's get to it. So this, so the let's first one, Chris went smart, I think, and he said, "Let's do something we we both like." Um, mm-hmm. And but when I think about like the movies of my childhood, the sort of top five, top ten, maybe let's say, films of my childhood, Space Jam certainly is is it the very is it the high end of that, like sort of around ten nine. But then there's a handful of movies that are like you know much closer, things like Star Wars. Back to the Future. These are the movies that really defined my childhood. But there's one in there in the really top couple that I know because you've obviously seen Star Wars, you've obviously seen Back to the Future. But there is one mixed in there that I know is just unique—not unique to me, but like I was the only kid in my school that cared about these movies. <laughs> um, mm. Like even then, everyone was like, "What? Short Circuit? What? Like, like that's mm. that the, the the silly robot movie?" Um, I. Uh, so I thought it'd be fun for the second one to do the opposite of the one where we both happen to have a, a, a love for it, where it's a film I absolutely loved as a kid, but I, I I I was pretty confident. I never directly asked you, but I'm pretty confident you've never seen this movie. No, I hadn't. No, no, no. Not until uh, last night, by the sound of it, when you watched it for this yeah. podcast. So I thought that'd be a fun way to do it. Um, but I have to acknowledge this movie is... I I, I still see it through massive nostalgia goggles. Massive nostalgic, mm. so I'm going to put that on the table straight up front for the listeners. I am definitely going mm. to be reviewing this movie in a very biased way. I can't help it. I'm sorry. It's so much a part of my childhood. Um, but two, I do think as well that like there's a, there's a huge, huge problematic element of it. We, we'll we'll but we'll, we'll, let's 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 keep chat of that till the end and keep it brief. I I don't want to get into the too much into the problematic nature of Ben Javeri as a character and the relation to the Aziz bit from Indians and in TV like we can get to all that later I, I promise we'll get there but um for now let's just talk about the the movie as is and let's we'll get to the problematic bit at the end if that's okay
1: with you i feel like there's it, there's Maybe more than one problematic bit, but yeah, <laughs> we no, no, the, 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 no, the the the, the, end. the yeah.
0: big one. There's a there's a there's yeah. a huge one that made headlines. Aziz is kind of this... a, a, the reason that became a huge thing. Um, yeah, I, mean, I, think, and, and I think I don't there's... disagree with the criticisms. I just don't want them to dominate the conversation.
1: Yeah, dominate this conversation. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. That, yeah, oh, no, no, I in, in general, I think it's important to have these conversations about these movies. Um, but what I'm saying is, I don't want them to dom. Yeah, I don't want them to dominate this particular discussion. I would like us to review this this piece of nostalgia from my childhood. Um, so, I mean, normally at this point we would do your relation to the movie, but yours is non-existent.
1: I love it that because it's a little bit like, don't ruin my childhood, guys. We're gonna, we're gonna, we we'll get to, we we'll get to the racism, right? But I do no, no, this I with just, the stand. I, <laughs> no, I'm I just
0: I'm don't. I, I do. I know it's it's hugely problematic and I totally agree with all of the criticisms aimed at the uh, at that element of this film but I just think like for us to review it as a film in the context of when it was released first and then get to that because I because I, because yeah. pointing out thing racist is thumbs up great thing racist. But that doesn't move the conversation forward at all, <laughs> especially yeah. if things from past like I don't, we can't go back in time and make society different. And I'm not saying we can't learn from it, but I also don't think we should be burning these things at the stake. They're part of our culture. They're part of our they're our, part of our journey to a more under, you know, better understanding and things like that. Um, mm. uh, but we'll get to that later on. So let's, so let's I mean, normally we would go here at this point into like our history with the film. But you don't have any.
1: Do you, have you even I don't heard of have this any. film? No. A- had you heard of this film? Um, I heard the name, didn't know what it was about. I think maybe if I, if someone would have said, "What do you think it's about?" I'd have gone like a robot or something. So I think I'd like culturally had come across mm. it maybe. Um, but no, 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 big. And like I looked at the, it, wasn't like like the Goonies i could I could describe that poster to you even mm-hmm. though I've never seen the film. I mm-hmm. could describe the logo to you mm-hmm. um you know same with some other classic films I've not seen with this one i wouldn't have i wouldn't have been able to describe the poster it wasn't in my zeitgeist at all um so why have you sort of described you what you, it's clear you love it have, is there a what is is there any more to say about your connection to it um
0: well i I'll, I'll tell you the weird way I came across the movie um mm. which is that um I saw the second one first um right <laughs> I, as i've mentioned in the past my my nan worked at a video shop and yeah. she got me a copy of um she just well she gave me a pile of old videos that they were just not doing anything with and and it was it was unlay it was like labeled but there was no case no proper case, and it was short mm. circuit too and it was um and I had no idea what it was and I watched it. And we'll, maybe at some point we'll watch the second one. It depends on what your opinion is of this, actually. I'm not going to force you to watch it if you really want to kill yourself after watching the first one. But um, the, 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 I watched the second one and it was just the most insane film. Of, I, and even today, the second one, I can't believe it exists for so many reasons. There's so many. If you think this one is odd, mate, the second film is literally insane. You're watching it going, how is this a kid's film? How is this for children? And as a kid, that made me feel very grown up, those elements of it. It is also silly and wacky, and it's about a funny robot, totally on board. But like, there's also a weirdly adult element to the second movie, and fairly adult element to some of the first one, but particularly strongly in the second one. So I had a real love for the second one, but I didn't know it was the second movie either. Because remember, I've got this half-labeled, not-boxed cassette. Right, yeah. So I just, I didn't even know it was called. I don't even think I 100% referred to it as short circuit. I think because I was only like seven or eight, I just called it Johnny Five. Right. It's the Johnny Five movie. Johnny Five. We watched Johnny Five, yeah. and my mum would put on Johnny Five, and I would watch Johnny Five ad nauseum. And then one day we were at a friend's house. Well, I say a friend's house. We were, I, I was a child. I was dragged to one of my mum's friend's houses. And um, you know, one of those friends they force you to call Auntie, even though you're not related. Weird. Don't yeah. like it. And uh, an advert came on ITV. I, did, I remember this so vividly. And it was Johnny Five, but it wasn't the Johnny Five I've seen. And he's in a bar, and he's charging through the bar and rescuing a girl. Who the, who's this girl? What's this? What's this? Is this a sequel? What is this? No, it's the first one. And it was airing that night. That night. Oh, wow. And I was like, no... Fucking way, like not like that, but like like in my child brain exploded that this thing I loved was not only the sequel, but like there was another one, a whole other movie I could enjoy of this character. And I um I, I my mum wasn't had no intention of getting us home in time to watch the first movie, not at all. We were out. Oh shit! I know, right? So I begged and I pleaded and I whinged and I moaned and I kicked and I screamed. And eventually she decided that it was just easier to do it. So she took me home and I recorded it and watched it, obviously, but I taped it too. And that VHS, I then held on to for something
1: like 10 years. So were you watching it and did you watch it and realise, were you like, oh, this is set before... Yes.
0: Yeah, because in, the, because obviously in this movie, the, for those who don't know the premise of short circuit movies, I mean, the, the very simplest version of the premise is it's a robot that gets hit by lightning and comes to life, and no one really believes that. And he's trying to stay alive because if they dismantle him, he, he will die. And they think he's malfunctioning. That's the very basicest premise of the, of the movie. We'll get into some of the other elements, the themes about militarism and like, all that stuff later. But the, uh, that was my like, so I ran home, I recorded this movie, I watched this movie, and I watched it like, oh my God, this is the first one because I'm seeing him become alive that's crazy like yeah. and it was like this revelation but also it's such a different movie in tone to the to the second one so i also loved it because it was not it was you know it was it wasn't the same again it was a, it, th- th- those two movies are very different from each other. And even to this day, I must say, like as, a, as an adult, if I see two sequels that are just too similar to each other, it really irks me. Like Die Hard and Die Hard 2. Die Hard 2 is a pointless waste of time because it is one again. You've seen the movie. You've seen it. It's called Die Hard 1. Why would you watch it again but in an airport, way less? Like it's just, it loses all of its luster. So I got this whole other movie with this character that I really loved.
1: And um, and then I wore that. I I'd, I'd throw that criticism at other movies more than Die Hard. I see what you're saying, but like Speed Tubes worse for that. Like, <laughs> <Yeah>. and uh, <laughs> the-, the Hangover <laughs> Two is potentially the worst. For yes.
0: That. Yeah. I mean, yeah. There are there are dozens of examples. Die Hard's always the one that was the first one. I think I as a kid I noticed that problem. The first one, because I, I loved the first Die Hard even as a kid. And I remember getting told of the second one quite excitedly. It aired one Christmas and I think I taped it. And I was like, I couldn't I couldn't stay up to watch it. But I got to leave the tape running and record it. Again, long play all the way. Um, so I left it on recorded Die Hard 2. And I was quite excited to watch the second Die Hard. And then I was like bitterly disappointed because I was like, I've seen mm. this movie. So it's, maybe that's why that example pops to my mind first. It might not be the strongest example, but it is. it's certainly the first time I remember going, Oh, I've seen this. This is the same. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> They've done nothing cool. different here. <laughs> um, yeah. So, I've yeah, I have a real love for this film. and that's, that's kind of my weird history with how I sort of... It, it's, it's odd to think that there's a movie that I saw the sequel to first. I think there's one other movie that that happened with, where I saw the second one first and then had to go back. Um, I'm trying to think what it was. Oh, I guess we'll come back to it at some point. because It might, it might very well end up on one of these lists, but um, so yeah, that's my kind of int- like introduction to it. So I've got to know, put me out of my misery. What, what did you think? Because because you've got no nostalgia goggles, you've got nope. you've got um, no interest at all in this. But I always and I still maintain to this day that they do a really good job investing you in this character, this this robot, and making you care that he gets out alive like i i still feel that's true because i remember showing this to Nadia many many years later and she really enjoyed it even with the, the the problems and there are problems and i think that is because at the core there is a very very sweet story about this very innocent childlike robot at one point he gets described as a four day old um you know that that's that's discovering he's alive and trying to convince these people that he, he is and that not to to, to essentially kill him um and I think this something at the core of that is very, very is still very appealing and works even without the nostalgia, but I could be wrong. <laughs> um, mm. Maybe my nostalgia has clouded me very much so, so I've got to ask then. So what did you what did you think?
1: I think I've thought a lot about it and consistently confuddled is how I would explain my experience watching it. <laughs> um I think I think it is the <laughs> perfect movie to do this with. Yes. <laughs> because like you say, I was watching it like if I it, like it's it's very on a par in a way with a lot of the stuff we said about Honey I Shrunk the Kids. Like this is me watching Honey I Shrunk the Kids without watching it as a kid. Um where mm-hmm. I was just like for a lot of it like for me like it be, I think because like um you know, I'm a huge fan of Only Fools and Horses, and that has some really shocking stuff. It, so it, I'm, a lot of the big problem stuff you were talking about was like, oh, God, that's that's horrific. That's so of its time. But there's also a lot of, like, just plot stuff and story stuff, which is probably no more egregious than Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. Um, but because I didn't watch it as a kid, I'm noticing it more. Right. Um I my big thing was that I could absolutely see why kids like it and I did enjoy watching it I I did um and I can see why it captured your imagination mm-hmm. I just find it bizarre because it is and if anyone's not if anyone's listening to this and hasn't watched it in a while go back because it is a kids film wrapped in like an part adult film mm-hmm. part bizarre I cuz so today Someone said to me, oh, did you watch Short Circuit? I said, yeah, weird film. And they were like, great film. And I was like, I don't know, man. There's, you know, there's a fair amount of racism. There's, you know, bizarre subplots. There's erection jokes. And they were like, there's not erection jokes. I was like, there's literally an erection joke. And the the amount of swearing, that's what really got me. Because I was like... There is a lot of sweat. There's there's nearly domestic abuse. Like the the ex-boyfriend goes to hit her. There's, we'll get to the bath and the dancing. Like, <laughs> yes, she, yeah, she does. She does refer to him as a four-year-old after flashing her boobs and then mimicking Joan, John Travolta, sexiest man alive in the 70s, dancing with him. Like, there's... <laughs> There's a lot of, like I say, consistently confuddled. There's a lot of very bizarre elements to it, but there is also a lot of wonder, a lot of childlike wonder, mm-hmm. um, a, a fair amount of humour, um, which yes. I imagine is more humorous if you're younger. Sure. Um, I don't. I you know, military themes is a stretch. Um, whatever you said earlier, I was like, fuck it. this dude loves this movie. Do you movie. not? Do you not think? <laughs> Um, I think there is, but but the the problem is again, as an adult, you're going. These guys, what what's this shoot first mentality? What's the where what, what do they where do these guys even come from? Like they're they're so like <laughs> odd. Well, um, that's,
0: I think that's because I think one thing I didn't get as a kid, and I only really got actually as I rewatched it this week, and I was like, oh... Because when I was a kid, I was just like, oh, it's the army. They're the army. They have army suits. Mm. They have, like, tanks and guns and stuff. They're the army. But when you watch it... When I watched it this time around, I was like, no, no, these are private military contractors. That's actually yeah. very, very different. They're a private company that are selling, you know, equipment that they're building, soldiers, guns. They're arms dealers. They're, 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 they're a mm. cross between science and... and, and military and this 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 I mean if you made this movie today it'd be a bit it be about drones wouldn't it <laughs> I mean it would it be yeah because that that's it's weird how relevant that still somehow is that this idea that like you know that these these poor scientists who are inventing these things it's it, you know it goes back to like you know when you think of like the oh, the work of Einstein led to the atom bomb you know like it's this poor com- innocent scientist who is just Curious about things inventing things I mean they they do it right at the top newton uh, Crosby played by Steve Gutenberg in this movie has that scene right up top in the movie where he goes, well they weren't actually originally designed they weren't designed as 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 combat uh, robots to to start with they yeah, got they that- were marital aids mm-hmm yeah, yeah, that's the yeah, that's the joke. But like the the point is though that they weren't that he didn't want them He doesn't want them to be in 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 that situation. But because they're owned by this private company that are gun ho like that. That's why that conflict comes up. And I think it actually makes. I, well, they have that weird thing as well where the CEO used to be a scientist, but then he became a businessman. So he's torn between his prior life of sort of being a scientist and understands where Newton's coming from. But then you've got Scroter, who they have confirmed they only named that so they could make scrotum jokes yeah in that's... a kid's film in in a kid's... That's... <laughs> yeah. what,
1: what rating is this film like are you know, i still th- know that's a really good question should i look that up because it's not me being sensitive is it there's a lot of swearing and stuff doesn't... and like i say like a full-blown erection joke <laughs> yeah he doesn't he say
0: i'm sporting a tremendous woody right now
1: yeah <laughs> i was like huh like
0: yeah, what? I think it's Schroeder, and then they make lots of scroter jokes or something like that. Like, yeah, it's, um, yeah. I'm trying to get that. Let me get the rating up because I'm, I, I did. I've never thought about looking that up, but yeah, that would be. <laughs> that's gonna be interesting. Um, so yeah, I do, so, I so, do think those themes are there, though. I think, yeah, I thought. I mean, look, yeah, it's a look. Film, you, so they're not, they're not
1: like the most over. If you, if you look into it, man, you can, you can make, <laughs> you can pull out all sorts of themes. Um, like. I was thinking like at one point I thought, man, why did she ever like date this knobhead referring to the guy and we'll, we will talk to him again. Yeah. But I'm like, I literally found myself going, well, you know, she takes in all these animals that are abandoned and lost in the street. She's got a three legged dog. Maybe she tried to fix him. Maybe she tried to take care of him. And in many ways, he's as broken as the animals. And I was like, fuck it now. Like if you, if you want to look into it the themes are there but it's similarly to space jam none of the themes uh, apart from maybe learning and and what is what defines life um and when is a robot not a robot um that theme is absolutely there and and done well actually and mm-hmm. yeah so let's let's go through well have you got the rating
0: I, it's for some reason, I can't seem to find out. But you keep, you keep talking. I'm gonna pull it up. But I, I can't.
1: Well, let's let's. So these are the things. let just uh, as I remember them. Like uh, and again, uh, lots of wonder. Lots of I can see why this film is popular, and I did enjoy watching it. And I'd be partly because I've seen the trailer. You got a like, U. Huh, suitable for all? Huh? That's <laughs> bollocks. It's not. Uh, it it's categorically. Not. I like, suppose, when bullshit, you think about it... Well, bastard, these are all words that are used in that film.
0: Yeah, well, bastard's used in Harry Potter. Uh, bullshit, closer to the line. But I think as well, when you talk about... When he, when he says, the, 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 to be fair, the erection joke, he says Woody. Which... That's like...
1: I don't know if a kid would understand that. <laughs> Any, I didn't, I don't think. Yeah, but if you were sitting watching a film you with a four-year-old that you were told was suitable for everyone and they were like oh yeah i've got a i've got a right bongy bongy and pointed at their pants you wouldn't you know you wouldn't be like bongy bongy i don't well they've they've disguised erection with a child he doesn't word. point at his pants in this movie he just says no, he just says the word woody which could be anything you can't, I, I, I'm spo- you, I think the exact phrase is i'm sporting a tremendous woody right now <laughs> yeah yeah okay dan okay you yeah you think that's fine for everyone say it in a meeting next time you're in a meeting at work and well, someone again, says something I was, exciting i am
0: simply saying if you said that in front of a child i don't think a child's ears would prick up and
1: you'd get awkward questions that's all I'm saying. i'm saying that doesn't mean it's appropriate <laughs>
0: yeah maybe yeah i mean that's fine i i I don't you know i don't I, i'm not 100 i'm not disagreeing with you i'm simply trying to maybe give some context for the logic
1: yeah. that was used uh, at the, the time i'd like to set you the challenge of saying it in a meeting uh <laughs> I'll, I'll, um,
0: I'll, we'll come back so, to that next time on review was it a um rewind review i'll come back and i'll be like right review. did it uh, <laughs> we're not doing yeah We you week. can't, you just, can't just, win <laughs> in that <laughs> we're not doing you a movie. can't win in that scenario we're not, we're not because I'll be back. I'll be like, we're not reviewing a movie this week. Um, we're just going to plug the Patreon for an hour and a half because um, I've been fired. Uh,
1: yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. But you can't, even if you did it, I'd be like, well, you wouldn't have done it unless you felt you could get, you were with people you could get away with. So, you no, know. That's, right. no, that's right. um, I, So, the first thing I bumped up against, and it wasn't my big thing, but I'm just, you know, thinking through, is let's talk about the Newton character. Because mm-hmm. at the beginning... It's literally like, come and speak to these people. No, I don't want to speak to anyone. You speak to them. I don't want to do it. All mm-hmm. right, I'll speak to them. And then like a couple of scenes later, he's like, oh, I haven't been outside in five years. I want to find myself a woman. And it's like, you've changed from one scene to the other. Um, You could argue, I get it. You could argue scientist doesn't want to deal with the suits and the corporate nature of it all. Yes, that's doesn't how I mean definitely. He doesn't want to, you know, have a life. But yes. yeah, it was like, huh? Okay. Yeah. I I, I um, can see
0: how that might come across slightly contradictory. I, I took it as you've put it there which is that it was he didn't want to do hobnobbing cuz hobnobbing it with the suits is like uh like just you know, I'd, I'd I'd rather stay in this lab than do that. But of course, when it comes to the actual outside world, like where humans that aren't going to ask him about his fucking robots live, then he might you know that's that's an exciting idea. Although, ironically, yeah. then all the conversations he ends up having with Ali Sheedy's character Stephanie are, of course, about the freaking robot. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so he didn't I- quite
0: he didn't quite escape that. But yeah, um, point taken
1: thought- for sure. I thought that character was good though. I thought he was mm-hmm. acted well. I thought it was performed well. Um, I think he's quite, he's weirdly was...
0: sympathetic because you sort of, yeah. you, even when he does the wrong thing in this movie, you kind of know how he got there. Like, mm. and he's in any, he, and, like even though that, like when he first meets and he's really dismissive with Stephanie and like, it's just, you know, it's it can't be alive. It's, it's like a toaster. It just runs programs like that whole shtick. Like he's being very dismissive, but I will say to the film's credit that, like, they set up the just runs programs thing in an earlier scene, so you understand that that's just his way of thinking, like by default. Yeah. Uh, so, and that's his, that's his, that's his viewpoint. He's not crossed any threshold yet. He's still, that's how he feels about it. Uh, and, and and as a result of that, even though I think if you don't have that initial scene, he just seems like he's being rude there and dismissive of her. But what you realise is no, he's not being dismissive of her. He's been dismissive of, of anyone at all who'd be trying to claim his robots were more than just a piece of machinery running a program
1: yeah i will say um and you know a compliment i was going to pay this film uh and there's two wrapped up here that i'll I'll say now because it's relevant is i think they play both his arc of accepting Mm -hmm. that johnny five is alive and their arc him and her Mm -hmm. I think they played both of those really well I think in terms of him they actually you uh, a lot of times you don't you don't get to see the pieces in a film like this whereas you see him dismissive you see him begin to in his head kind of clearly be thinking hmm you see him voice out loud no this happened and then this happened and Mm -hmm. then what I really liked is it still then takes him an entire night which is quite a funny montage and Mm -hmm. you know there's the there's the jokes and, and the, the, the questions and the interpret this art and stuff. Mm-hmm. And you see him come to that revelation and it all feels natural and earned. And they actually do make you believe very well that that character's gone on that arc. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, no, um, I 100% agree. Because at no point do they let the audience question... Because there's two ways you, play this. you could play this movie. There's a way you could play the movie where you let the audience question, is Johnny Five alive? <coughs> but they never go down that route. <laughs> they they make it very clear to you the listener listener the viewer immediately no no you don't need to worry about this he's he's alive what he's saying is absolutely true you now just have to mm. be invested in whether everyone else believes that or not <laughs> because because mm. like, otherwise you'd be splitting focus because you'd be kind of torn between who's right and wrong and it would actually muddle the the character arcs i think if they tried to play that story um, you, you. I think you can only really do one or the other. You can either make the audience question it, or you can make the characters question it. I don't think you can get. I don't think you can get both, because I think you might you, no. you you might bump into conflicts there. I think they were very wise in the scripting of this to make Newton's mm. journey about f- t- coming round to that point of view that we, the audience, audience already understand,
1: mm. and Stephanie understands I-
0: as well. That's important. You're so. But and Stephanie understands. Actually, that's a big compliment. Yeah. I want to play in the movie. Is I will say, and me and Addie both said this when we because she was in and out of the room as I was what, rewatching it the other night, and she actually at one point got quite drawn in and sat down for it, which is why I'm like, I'm still, this movie still works in some ways. She got quite drawn into it. i I think this is actually a bizarrely progressive film in its use of the female character. She has agency. She makes choices. She's you know a hundred percent like you know uh female characters in movies of this era did not get to make choices for themselves they were on the they were on the ride with the male characters whatever the male characters were doing they were getting sucked into it this is she's very much an active protagonist in this movie she's making decisions she's doing her bit to make the story move forward um and she's a, she's an active player and 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 I I reckon it passes the Bechdel test as well I don't think at any point I don't think Every conversation she had is regarding a boy. There are obviously conversations about that because she's in a romance plot, but there are these conversations with about her, her, you know, struggling business and. You know, the, the, the looking after the animals and her lifestyle and all that stuff. That like, so she's. I think it even passes
1: the Bechdel test. And I think for a movie that came out in '86, that's actually pretty, pretty good. <laughs> well, yeah, and the the, the compliment I was going to pay their relationship is I can't. I'm racking my brain to to, 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 thi- blah, 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 to think what film it was, and I and I can't now. But we were watching some film the other day. I think from a similar era maybe um, mm-hmm. and at the end the male and female character, the the relationship plot, they were like I love you, I love you too and I out loud was like really? Like It's been a couple of days and so many films from this era do that do that plot, the couple rapidly mm-hmm. falling in love and isn't it great, you know, Speed does it all sorts of films do that plot and you could say that this film does that plot but I don't think it does. Like he's kind of lusting over her, and is like she's great, da, da 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 Like it's it's a kind of he he fancies her. He's he's seen her. He's taken by her. He fancies her. She's curious about him,
0: mm-hmm. and at the
1: end, in a moment of um, high uh, adrenaline, they kiss each other, and it's you know it's mm-hmm. a kiss, and Johnny Five is like, oh, I must, we'll get to that. Um, mm-hmm. But like those two and then they they go off together and you don't get the sense that they're, you know, they're necessarily it, it's not played as let's live our lives together. It's just like I'm doing this. Come with me. Yeah. OK, I'll come with you. Like it mm-hmm. it did feel very real to me and it didn't feel overtly sentimental mm-hmm. or unnecessarily. Um, you know, sentimental. It it I did do give it credits for that. I was like, that's actually quite a believable yeah. story about two people that fancy each other. And I know that's that, yeah, it, it's I the, can't think of any other term to use because no, lust it's, is the, it's, too it's, strong a term. It's the difference between two people coming
0: together and realizing they're interested in each other, and the difference between two people falling in love in the space 24 hours. It is possible yeah. for two people to meet and in the space of a day or two realize they're into each other and want to explore that it's less believable that at the end of those two days they'd be committed forever. So i and, I, and that, yeah. I think is that that might be the difference. It's that the movie doesn't definitively put them on the we're together forever path. It puts them on a well we're going to try and make this work path. And that's you know and see where it goes and you know no like crazy commitment or anything but like that's enough, right? You know <laughs> yeah. i don't i don't need to know there are wedding bells in their future to be satisfied by that love story.
1: <laughs> no. Maybe it was it. Maybe it was the the relationship in it maybe no cuz i'd defend that by well, when you're young you feel that way mm-hmm. i really can't remember now what film it was um but absolutely and i so i think they do that really well as well mm. um let's talk about dan the boyfriend um yes what's his name again uh ah uh, dear it you... don't fucking matter dan the character's pointless um <laughs> <laughs> he's not pointless don't he is no he, he absolutely is we frank we already have a villain In fact, arguably, we have two villain figures, the boss and the military guy. Yes, yes. Every time he turns uh, up... Schroeder and Howard. Schroeder and Howard. Yeah. Every time he turns up, Mm -hmm. it doesn't propel us forward in any way. You take those scenes out of the movie, it doesn't make any difference. The the second bit that he's in, when he's, like, fighting Johnny Five and Johnny Five destroys his car, Mm -hmm. it's, it's literally just a battle in that setting and that they don't move setting. And then the other guys come along. I think, I think that's right. I might be wrong on that, but he doesn't, if you take him out of the movie, it makes no difference. It's this weird okay, abusive side plot that just, I was like, why is this dude here? I, like, see, he's stealing, he's stealing her animals that she's rescued to get the money from scientific research. <laughs> yes. Um, I don't what? know I think huh? it I think it gives us more context for Stephanie's life
0: and how she's ended up where she is. I don't, you know I think the the idea that she was like this I think it just says a lot about her character his existence doesn't it because she's like she was paying for him she bought him that car. Like he was the he was this lazy lout that like mooched off her and is continuing to try and mooch off her. And I find the scene where Johnny Five pulls that car apart very satisfying,
1: because I'm like, finally, it's that guy's like, getting these... I'm not these saying cremottics. it's a bad scene. I yeah. just don't think it's necessary, because right, right. I think you get... Because if anything, if it's telling us that about her, then you can make an argument for, well, should she be so giving and believing with Johnny Five once she accepts him? Um, she When she first realises he's not an alien, she's a bit of a dick. Um, <laughs> But... Well, yeah, but that point though,
0: she But I love what I love about that is she goes on a small version of Newton's arc through that the the subsequent scenes. So she goes from he's basically a toaster to the 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 scene which I love, which is them two in her van and Johnny Five. In the first time he says the sentence, Johnny Five. Is alive, and you see it in her eyes that she's like, no, that explains absolutely everything. Because she's smart, she's a, she is, a, she's a smart character, and she's also observed that, ro- that machines shouldn't behave like this, malfunctioning or not. His behavior is more like a living being than a than a than a computer running a program. It's reacting mm-hmm. to her in ways that just aren't possible for a machine, you know. And, and when she describes mm-hmm. some of the ways he's acting to Newton, even he's like, well, of course the robot didn't drive the van. What are you talking about? you know um yeah so i i in terms of the, her, the, she does act like a complete dick when she finds out he's basically a toaster or when she decides that's the case but i think that's important because otherwise you don't get the satisfaction i don't think of the of her turning around to that at the end of the the the,
1: the car chase sequence
0: where she went with the
1: van well also she wouldn't have um you, you know she would it propels the plot forward she wouldn't have phoned them etc exactly um yeah, I see what you're saying about the boyfriend adding to her character, her character, but he's he's barely in it. And I was just a bit like, yeah, right, he's got like I think um, he's got
0: 3 scenes. So he's there when she first gets back, then you see the scene of him seeing her. Well, that actually doesn't he isn't he how Nova find out where he is? He is. That's right. So oh, by the way, can I just say Nova, the stupidest company on the planet. Like they don't think to keep an eye on her. Like, "Frank, this useless lout is like I bet the robots still at her house." I'm going to claim that reward. And yet, Nova, don't think of that. The company that yeah, designed no. and built the robot, like, they've not got anyone watching her property. Like no yeah. one, zero people are keeping an eye on that as a, as a potential way to get this robot back. Are you insane? Yeah, like sweet. what? So yeah, that but that blew my mind. But um, he when he goes and says, well, let's get to hand him, and we'll get the money, right? And she outsmarts him, which again I love. She, again, she has a lot of agency in this movie. She she sets him up to mention Nova, knowing that Johnny Fiverr loses shit when he does that. It's very cleverly done. But yeah, without that, Nova don't know where he is. Although you're right. Like if you take him out, then you the expl- the explanation is quite simply that Nova are watching her house. <laughs> Does he phone Nova then? I can't remember. Yes, yeah, he says I'm gonna I'm gonna ring them, and they're going you know, and that's well, that's when they then come. To, to hers.
1: Okay, fair enough, fair enough, fair enough. But I agree with you. I um, think I
0: think you're right though. I think structurally he's not essential. But I do think he yeah. tells us a lot about the character. Because you could skip yeah. that whole idea of him calling Nova and just make Nova smart enough to be there. <laughs> you know, which yeah. is which is better exactly.
1: objectively. Yeah. It's cleaner. Um I don't think for one minute you'd have thought this as a kid chucking it out there. Let's address it, Dan. Let, yeah, yeah. you got it. What, watching it as an adult. Yeah, uncomfortable. Slightly sexual vibes between her and that robot. Yeah, uncomfortable. What are you thinking?
0: Yeah, didn't like it. Weird, did not it? Weird, really weird. And I, and I definitely didn't pick it up as a kid. And I don't even think I picked it up as like like in my early 20s, which is probably like the most recent time I remember seeing this movie. It was like probably eight, nine years ago now. You know, it's one of those ones that, like, I watched a lot, a lot, a lot. And then eventually, like, I just, I let it settle the show because I'd seen it so many times. It was like, I could, scene by scene, I can still quote nearly all the lines from the movie. Like, as we were watching it, I was like, I know exactly what line is coming up next. It's really depressing. Um, and yeah. that'll be even worse with the second one. But the, because I saw that one a lot more. Um, so it's been a couple of years since I've seen it. And I don't remember feeling that uncomfortable about it on any of those viewings.
1: Well, it's it's and uh, people are like people may be like, oh, it's just looking at it with a modern context. No, the movie does it. So he sees her in the bath. He describes her as beautiful in the bath and makes a comment on her looking different. And she he he says uh, he he says
0: Stephanie, change color. (laughs) And then he goes, yeah,
1: I like or something like that.
0: (laughs) Exactly. And I think the intention of the line, the intention I think of the line is he's being friendly. He's trying to pay a compliment. He's like, you've changed color. That's nice. But (laughs) what. You know, you're beautiful. Like he's 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 four days old. He doesn't. But how it comes across, forget context of modern or not. But how it comes across is pervy robot.
1: (laughs) Yeah, there's no way around it. Then they have them recreating. You know, like it's not. They're not. They're not recreating the group dance from Greece. Do you know what I mean? Mm. They're not. They're not recreating. Grease lightning. They're recreating some sexy dancing from Saturday Night Fever. Yeah, can I can Um, I
0: explain maybe why that was chosen?
1: Yeah, sure. Same director. Right. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. So I think
0: I think the intention again, intention and actual what comes out of it different. Like the bath scene, the intention was innocent Johnny Five trying to be polite and pass compliments because he's learning about human interaction. She's finding it awkward. Ha ha ha, move on. Comes across Mm. very differently. (laughs) Comes across as pervy robot. Totally, 100% agree. This one, I think the intention was homage the movie the director made previously. And it's like, oh, they're having a fun little dance. These two characters are really getting to know each other and they're having fun with each other now. How it comes across lady falling in love with robot that's pervy Weird. yeah
1: because you have her arching her back and yeah. leaning back yeah, yeah. and like there's a lot of like he's he's holding her in in a very like intimate way and it's all
0: because they're mimicking the dance from the movie they just choose a different moment from that movie maybe <laughs>
1: yeah and so and you have um uh what was i gonna say uh, I can't remember now yeah just, it's it's all very intimate I was going to say so. oh yeah that's what I was going to say it is cool like he and you know don't get me wrong it's hot I'm joking <laughs> um, but you can you it is cool to see him replicate the dancing like that's a good use of the puppetry it's and incredible and all of that sort of stuff incredible so it look that element is brilliant but if we're talking about the slightly weird relationship yes and then <laughs> and if you've got a oh I think the intention was this Intention this one, Dan. (laughs) The reporter. The first question the reporter asks her is, did the robot molest you?
0: Yes. (laughs) I brought this uh, up with Nadia. I said, what the hell was that reporter smoking? I said this to Nadia. Like, why is that the first question? You found some government technology. Did it molest you? Natural first question. Natural first thing you think to ask,
1: surely. Yeah, and... And like he, when they kiss, he's like, "Oh, have you got one for me?" And like, yeah, so...
0: but you know, again, that one intention yeah. reality. Yes, agree with you. Totally creepy. Very weird. Why would you insert yourself into that? But socially inept four year old. Oh, they're expressing affection for each other. I love you guys too. Bring it in. Like that's that's the intention. Again, execution. It not freaks great. me out
1: in the context of this conversation that you're still referring to him as a four year old.
0: I. <laughs> he's a four day old.
1: Oh, it's but, that's, but that's what I love um, about the
0: movie, though, is that like, forgetting the the un, the unfortunate way those scenes turn out, and I agree. I, I, please don't think I'm defending them. I'm simply yeah, trying and to explain. Well, and, there, and
1: there is no, you you didn't manage to intention the molesting question. <laughs>
0: Well, no, there is no intention for that. That is just insane. Like I, I, I called that out straight with Nadia. I said that is the most insane line of dialogue. I didn't remember hearing that when I as it from as a kid. But when I when I watched it the other day and that line came up, I literally turned to Nadia and was like, "What was that guy smoking? That was his first question. First question. Did it like no? You wouldn't assume that. Well, on what basis did that? Like, I, I, yeah, insane. Just literally insane. But the um, the the other stuff, I think." for me it's it's, the four day old thing is really important to this movie because to me he's the naivety of Johnny five as a character is so much part of the charm of this movie or at least the character His as he and watching him learn and grow as the movie goes on like early in the movie he refers to himself in the third person all the time Johnny five is alive but at the end of the movie he's not doing that anymore He's saying, I am alive. Mm. That switch from being a robot with newly acquired life to being, you know, and, and, and still kind of struggling with his original robot programming, need input, need input, like not sure about anything, to becoming sort of a person. That journey is incredible. And the naivety that he keeps showing throughout the movie is endemic of that and 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 it makes the character charming and lovable because you're like he just doesn't know any better. And then as he learns, you feel satisfied with that because you really do feel like that character's on a journey. When you compare the, the how he first is in the movie when he's like, wouldn't you like to be a pepper too to the end of the movie when he's having actual conversations with these characters and he's playing pranks on Newton, like when he ties his shoelaces together. Like that's such a satisfying journey to go on. Um and I and and, and the 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 the, the, um, the unfortunate side effect of that is that some of this naive stuff that they were playing, which to me is just an excuse to get Ali Sheedy in a towel, um I'm pretty sure that's the only reason they put that in the movie. Yeah. Um in the back of the day, what do they used to call that? Something for the dads. <laughs> um amazing. Yeah. Um, they used to say that a lot about Doctor Who as well, didn't they? The, the the companions yeah. were something for the dads. It's like an old an old sort of saying from like sort of seventies eighties, but the um you know I, I, but the, the side effects of combining that naivety of Johnny Five and him being a child and not understanding the world and having jokes about that, that show his growth as we go. Combined with that stuff, it just ends up coming across really creepy and weird. And those those three or four scenes you've yeah. highlighted are absolutely the things that made me feel the most uncomfortable rewatching it by far, like, I, you know, yeah, we'll, we'll come to the race stuff later, but, like, that is absurdly misjudged. <laughs> like, it's embarrassing yeah. how misjudged that is.
1: Yeah, because that's one, the unfortunate, awful, awful truth, and, you know, I've referenced only Fools and Horses and who, mm-hmm. there's stuff in Friends, the, the, it is not in any way a defence, but the the racial stuff it happened in a lot of shit like, and it's awful yeah. and it's horrendous, but it was in a lot of films. And there is an element of when you rewatch it going, fucking hell, this age is it. This is a sign of the times. Da-da-da-da. Yes. Some of the stuff we've just talked about is like, I don't understand how that's, that was a script decision. Even then, like, I don't yes. understand how they didn't go. Isn't it a bit, just one of them, just someone in the <laughs> writer's room going <laughs> should, should that reporter ask about mol- molestation? <laughs> like, I can't
0: believe that's in the movie. I sh- like, I literally, you, I paused it when that happened, this viewing, because I could not believe my ears. I was turned to Nadia, I was like, I reckon there's like a 20-minute stand-up bit about what was going through that reporter's mind that led to that question. <laughs>
1: <so> <laughs> literally weird. insane. Um, so, yeah, um... I, do you think as, did you watch it now and go, but I think that, no, I think the movie does a good job of explaining it because he's, because, you know, with the, with the shoe tying and stuff, is Mm -hmm. there an element of, well, when did he learn that? But they do such a good job of, he can ingest a lot of information at once, whether that makes logical sense or not, that is the world they set up and the rules they set up for themselves. So I think they do get away with that and... Because, you know, he was watching TV all night. Well, you know, well, actually, in terms of the night montage, sexy dance with her, and then he's making breakfast the next morning. Interpret that however you will. Um, but before... Yeah, but there's before two nights, that- isn't
0: there? There's a night before where he watches TV all night. The very first night he's there where she still exactly. thinks he's an alien. Mm.
1: Exactly. that's where so, he discovers
0: the Three Stooges.
1: Yeah, so I... I think they did justify all of that, and it, and like you say, the character development of Johnny Five, the voice work and oh, the puppetry of incredible. Johnny Five is brilliant. Well, and it, and it actually, I think it holds up as well.
0: <laughs> you know what? I was, I, thought, I'm glad you said that. I really wanted to compliment that on this, but I was just like, I wonder if I'm just going to sound like insane. That puppetry is incredible and the, and, and well, ten thousand points to whoever gave him the uh, the eyebrows flap the eyebrow flaps because they're the and they're, they're so clever because they're obviously there to be like shutters like on a camera lens but once he becomes alive and he can control them and they're flipping up and down and not just being used like a camera lens shutter to keep light out he's they use him to make him so expressive like when he when he gets freaked out and they shoot right up at an angle or they can sag when he's sad Holy shit, that's incredible! There was a
1: point watching it. The reason I say it holds up is because there was a point watching it and I was like, "Fuck me, did they build? Did they build a robot?" And then I was like, "Of course yeah. they fucking didn't! Like this is this has to be puppetry. That's insane." Yeah, it's a puppet, and it, you know what? It cost a it cost like something like one point four million
0: to make. <laughs> like Easy. it was, yeah, it was, uh, yeah, one point four million dollars of the film's fifteen million dollar budget. So it's one... very
1: surprising this didn't become a series to me. <laughs> Uh, in terms of a series I of know. movies or a TV series, no, a series of movies. I, I know they did two, but I'm very shocked there weren't five of these. Especially like I've seen the trailer for the second one. Um, okay, and I've watched the clip. I've watched the clip where Johnny Five arrives. Yes. And if they're literally in the sequel, willing to go, well, Johnny Five got shipped off to help. Then you could just do that in any manner of scenarios. There is actually uh, there was a plot
0: for a third one um and right. yeah it was uh let me see if i can find it one second um uh bear with me it was in my trivia so let me just no quickly nice. dig it out because we've we've come to it so um oh dear they they, they go they got the plot away for the original short circuit three um, nice. Where the hell is it? Oh man, that's really annoying. So basically, I remember reading it earlier today. Basically, he got sent to um, he gets sent to help out like a young boy whose like parents have like passed or something, oh, uh, like a, like a, like an orphaned boy. Um, but I'm struggling to find what I remember reading earlier. Oh, here we go. So there was a script. Um, there was a script for a third short circuit movie written in 1989 and then rewritten in 1990, but the producers weren't happy with the project and it was scrapped. According to Variety magazine in April 2008, Dimension Films had bought the rights to make that third short circuit movie and the plot involved a boy with a broken family, oh, broken family meeting and befriending number five. It remains unclear, however, if this movie was intended to be a sequel to the first two movies or an entirely new uh, remake. Um, but there you go. So there was a third movie in the works, but for whatever reason, they couldn't get the script right.
1: And then it just fell by the way. It is prime for remaking. Because you do it again and you get rid of the race stuff, you get rid of the sexual stuff. And it's a a brilliant premise for a movie. Two people fall in love as they realise a robot's come to life and got life. I mean, maybe you couldn't do it now without, you know, you'd be too tempted to go down the Black Mirror real-life AI angle, maybe. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it's certainly the, the unfortunate thing is the, the element of it that probably wouldn't work now is it wouldn't be lightning that kick-started the robot into life. It would be just a mad scientist, <laughs> do you know what I mean, <laughs> over-developing. And that's less childlike wonder, I mm. feel. Well, quick, um, two
0: quick questions, then. Um, the first question is, did, so you turned this movie on, you had no idea what it was about. What were the... What were the first sort of 10 minutes of this movie like where you were trying to sort of go what 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 is this like where's this going were you sort of like trying to were, you, were you trying to guess ahead of the film were you expecting the robot to be get was... hit by lightning and become alive or what were you, what were you expecting from the movie
1: Yeah well I think I the conversation with you of it does he end up in a van and you know I I had picked up enough you know once we agreed to watch it to know there was a robot and um that that, that robot probably came to life I'll be honest with you I was like Fucking hell, this is moving at a pace. Like it's first like there's a real it just you are straight into the yeah. world and then lightning and like it's when it's when um he meets her that you're like, oh okay, this is what the film is. And the film isn't actually robot gets hit by lightning and comes to life. The film is his relationship and friendship with this woman mm-hmm. and what that then means for the the company that are after him. And so it kind of, the pace settles a bit when you finally get yes. to that moment. It feels like the first 20 minutes are powering through for that moment. It does move at a But clip. yeah, it, it, literally the first 10 minutes of the film, I'm like, geez, this is... Bounding along Isn't it, like, it, it I was it really surprised
0: I'm glad it does though Because I think When I was rewatching I was like Let's move to a clip And I'm thinking But if it was any slower You're not getting to The, the, the bit that's really Interesting quick enough Like you, you I think it's actually Kind of paced no, perfectly Like because what Because what's interesting but, yeah. Is Johnny Five And Stephanie And these character interactions You really do just want To be like Okay hit by a light Hit by lightning Escapes the facility They're after him He meets the girl Then it's like Story begins Like <laughs> y- you don't want To take 30 minutes To do that
1: <laughs> You really don't No <laughs> um, My other big thing thought was uh like that ramp didn't the ramp that he flies up to propel him into like the ocean or whatever or (laughs) over (laughs) the ocean yeah like just even my sense of aerodynamics was like uh that that feels like an unrealistic (laughs) the physics of that (laughs) don't function i i agree that's it yeah physics that's what i was looking at um yeah but he tells you it does tell you everything you need to know and then just gets going yeah yeah,
0: and yeah, and um, I will say that you're weirdly as well. Like when he first escapes, you're, oh, they do oh they do that really. It's a really inappropriate, but also brilliant joke where he says, um, "You know, what do you what, what? You know, would you like to write the headline on that if he just d- destroys a bus of nuns?" And <laughs> Ben just interrupts with "nun soup," <laughs> and it's like it's horrific, but it's so funny. There's, yeah,
1: there's a lot of that, and let's so let's because we got. Let's trivia, talk about Ben. Um, and I'm looking forward to the trivia. Let's talk about, let's talk about Ben. Let's
0: talk about Fisher Stevens. So first of all, Fisher Stevens is the actor who plays him and famously a white dude browning up. Not acceptable in any way, shape or form. Uh, famously brought up in uh, Aziz's Master of None show in the episode Indians on TV. And it opens with uh, the scene of uh, young Aziz watching that, not realising it was not an Indian actor. Uh, and finding out years later. And then he, they, throughout the course of that episode, I rewatched it in, in prep for this. <laughs> the course of that episode of Aziz's show, he, there are two other Indian actors he meets who weren't aware that Fisher Stevens
1: is a white dude. He has to keep pulling out his phone and showing them. <laughs> it's really funny. I, um, I didn't realize that's what you were talking about. I'd forgotten that, Aziz, ep- that episode. Of oh, Master right. And so none. you were
0: just going for the, st- the stereotypes are awful as well. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. yeah. And it's so let
1: me retract. And I feel bad for not noticing or realizing that. No, you, know, um, you don't feel
0: bad. No but, one... I didn't know as a kid. Most people didn't realize till many yeah, years but, later.
1: I, I'm watching it as a 30-year-old. But uh, so can I just say, when I said that sort of stuff happened back then, I was referring to the stereotyping, not... Because that... Didn't happen so much then, so so no you're you're are, no, very, you you very
0: wrong. That's no, no, that did happen, really? a lot. Oh, and it's been know. happening and continues to happen in insane ways. Like I saw a last well, week tonight bit recently about roles that that would that would rightly go to a person of a particular ethnicity going to white Americans inexplicably. And that sometimes involves makeup and prosthetics
1: and skin uh, uh, tone adjusting stuff, and it's it's still happening, and it's insane. Well, it is. I still, as I said when we when we watched it, it still blows my mind. Tropic Thunder was not that long ago, and Robert Downey Jr. got nominated for an Oscar for that. That is nuts. Mm. That is crazy. Okay, it did happen. But I don't want... It just... I don't want it to... Because that's for me, is so much more horrific now. Uh, Mm -hmm. Whether it happened or not, I wouldn't want... I didn't realise that fact yeah, yeah. when I was oh, giving yeah. an well, just, on it. Oh, yeah, hundred percent.
0: You're totally yeah. forgiven because a lot of people didn't know. In fact, get this. This is a little, a little, a little bit of trivia. Early on, there was actually a lot of confusion in India when the movie was released because many people who saw the film thought that the Fisher Stevens part was actually a Bollywood actor named Javid Jaffrey, who do look very similar, with the exception of their skin complexion. Um, the only difference is the beard. Which is what helped, I think, disguise the the face. They just thought this Javid guy wow. had grown a beard. He was actually a huge actor at the time. He'd had a big release uh, in Bollywood in 1985 called uh, Mary Jung. Um, and he was a huge name. And they thought he'd gone over to America and made this movie. So you should not feel remotely bad for not knowing this. It is famously so is it, deceived is it, a lot of people.
1: Is it, is it the same situation for the sequel then as well? Oh, Yeah because he seems
0: to be the main character in the sequel. He, that's what so that's what they talk about a lot in the uh, Aziz one, which is that like it was the first time wow. Aziz saw on a, a, a lead actor that was an Indian character. And as a kid that filled him with joy and pride and then as he got older he soured when he realized that the role had gone to a, to 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 Fisher Stevens, who you would actually know Chris from Friends. You won't believe this. But you know Phoebe's psychiatrist boyfriend from the early seasons of Friends? Yeah. That's him playing ben
1: wow
0: <laughs> yeah and i and look here's the th- okay here's the thing i do think and i said this to nadia i do actually think he's good in this film from just an acting perspective he's got good comic timing you know he's he's, yeah. he's re- re- relatively believable the script however fucks him in every way shape and form because it is full of of stereotypes there is one joke that counteracts that which is when um newton's character asks him where he's from and he says bakersfield and he goes no where are your ancestors from and then he says pittsburgh <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> which is a great joke um but like otherwise it is, my mind otherwise it is full of bad stereotypes that really hurt him but let's just clarify here that this is not a this is not a dying practice like um Christian Bale and Joel Edgerton played Egyptians in Gods and Kings uh Emma Stone God in Aloha I mean that caused a lot of controversy Gerard Butler Gods of Egypt the same problem like Gerard Butler really like come on Tom Tom Cruise was the last samurai I don't know if you recall <laughs> like yeah, this dude. is I this saw is that movie in the yeah, cinemas yeah and the, the, so this is not you know this is not a new this is not a this is not a problem that has gone away um i mean okay no one, people aren't as often you know uh changing their skin complexion anymore people are playing people from other races quite frequently i mean look at avatar the last airbender it's a, it most of the characters are in that cartoon are intended to be um uh, asian in origin or uh, the uh, you know the inuits um or you know you know and yet
1: the, the whitest movie <laughs> made that year with the exception. Yeah, but it's, it's the it's the content of this as well. Though, as you say, it's the references, yes. the stereotyping, it's the dialogue. the The dialogue in general between the the swearing and and I and I sorry if people. But I'm sorry, bullshit and bastard. Are fine, bastard was in Harry Potter. It's weird for a you. The, and this all the all the stuff that is said to that character. It's it it ages it horribly and is appalling and and wrong.
0: Yeah, and and the way they use him to... Like, a lot of the jokes that come from him come from him not being able to remember the correct English terms for things. So the jokes yeah. are often at the expense of his inability to speak English. Like, there are a lot of jokes where, like, for the sake of Pete, for the Pete of sake, and he has to say it three or four times till he gets it right. And like, ha, 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 he's speaking wrong. You know, Um. so, like, and while... I, and I think... And look, it's... It, it, as I said at the beginning of this podcast, thing racist. I don't know other than observing that and learning from it going forward as a society there's nothing we can do about it thing racist i like i, I yeah. can like this i like I, I could get a i could get a cardboard sign right now and march down the street like and it, or i could say that we should all boycott this movie forever and it shouldn't exist but that's not the right way to approach these things we have to look at them and observe them in there in in the time frame in which they were created When that was for some reason acceptable. And what's even crazier about this is the character... Fisher Stevens was originally cast to play a sort of like Silicon Valley-esque, like a young like programmer character, a white one. And then they they changed the character in a rewrite, cast someone different, which... (laughs) This is funny. They cast an actor called Bronson Pinchot. And I read that and went, oh, they cast someone with actual you know with 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 an actual indian background maybe um mm. and then i looked him up and realized that's Serg from beverly hills cop and he's he's pretty white um, so the problem didn't wow. go away but then he couldn't do it so they went back to 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 uh, to young Struggling actor Fisher Stevens and said, "Can you do an accent?" And he just went, "Sure." So, and and Aziza said this as well. Fisher Stevens is not the enemy here. He he took a role. He no. did his best with it, and apparently he went to a lot of efforts to make it authentic. He spent a lot of time in India. He did a bunch of research. He lived with an Indian family for a month. Like he really did try to get it right. He worked with a dialect coach. Like he went to a lot of effort on his own back to make this mm. work as best as it could and he's openly said that if he was offered a role like that now he would of course not take it um it well, shouldn't course, work yeah. that way you know um but I, there is an element of i just I, other than observing it and acknowledging that it's wrong and, and and making that vow to not continue making these mistakes as a as a society there's not much i can, we can do about it other than like that so yes it's horrendous. Well, they
1: can the the studio can the studio can choose not to profit from it as well like they could like i think if they were to re-release this into cinemas or well, or deliberately I've to, try i've got and a pitch for you make
0: huh? i've got a pitch for you remake the movie you know who you cast aziz
1: Jeez. wow right yeah yeah, yeah i see what you're saying and not yeah. doing an
0: accent not doing a stereotype just aziz doing aziz and he's the, yeah. the, the he's the he's the other programmer that's working with Newton, and you cast like I don't know, fucking, oh, literally anyone. It doesn't really matter. One of the ten thousand white dudes lined up in Hollywood to, to, to be in any movie you want. But you you give Aziz that role, you beef it up a little bit if you're doing the plot of the first movie, so he's not just a sidekick. And then like you can do the second movie with him as the lead, like they did. Do that. Why not? Mm.
1: Do you think Aziz would do it though? Absolutely,
0: he loved that movie as a kid. It was only years later yeah. that he realised it was it's sour. But him. I
1: don't know. I don't know if you could, as as discussed, for the robotic AI element of it. I don't know if you could remake it. Yeah, there's an
0: element of yeah. But then maybe you make that part of the story that, like, you know, instead of them debating that he just runs programs,
1: they're like, well, is this AI or is this life? Yeah, but again, I don't that's that to me, you just it'd be too tempting to go down the Black Mirror route and I wouldn't want that because of the wonder of the and and like, you know, not uh you can say, Oh just don't have the lightning. Like that poster, you know, now I have seen it and the lightning hit it's magical. Like it really you know, is. That's that's the appeal. Yeah, yeah. Agreed. Okay. Well, wow, that's insane. Uh that's blow my mind a little. Uh yeah. blow my mind some more with some trip, down
0: yeah, I mean, well, the, the trivia for this one is kind of like a little more reserved than the uh, trivia I have for Space Jam, but we'll go through it. There's some good, there is some, some good God things. Thank God the Space Jam trivia went on. Yeah, it did. I've cut this down. I've, 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 I've siphoned many of these off. We've already talked about the, the, the Johnny Five himself cost $1.4 million. Um, as per the movie's attempts to portray a living robot in the real world, um, every single part of Johnny that was attached to that thing, Had a, they gave it a logical pur- purpose. like when So they, if they wanted to add a piece to the robot, they had to identify what that would function as. So he's built mm-hmm. for purpose, you know. Um, <laughs> yep. And obviously that's where they got the eyes from because they were obviously designed to be the sun guards, the camera covering, so that's pretty cool. Um, a lot of the tricks for him on screen, like flipping through the book pages, they were all done in camera um, using sort of simple, kind of ingenious, like sleight of hand prop effects. So the pages were actually flipped using an air hose, Um, when he flipped the washer that was used uh, by using a piece of string Um, and this saved a lot of money obviously but actually proved surprisingly effective in making it look like he was interacting with stuff. The other thing they say is that whenever you see just his hand operating something, like his hand turning the window down or doing the okay sign through the door or whatever, that's because they couldn't get the robot itself into that position because of its size. Um, So there you go. Um, They filmed it in the same Oregon town as they filmed the Goonies in Kindergarten Cop. That's kind of nice
1: yeah that's nice
0: Um, the sound of Johnny Five's laser firing may have sounded familiar to you no
1: Uh, a little bit was it like a lightsaber
0: no it's the same effect as the Ghostbusters proton packs powering up
1: yeah, well, I don't. I but Ghostbusters is one of these movies for me. I watched it as an adult, didn't. Ah, oh, I thought with you were a Ghostbusters much.
0: guy. Ah, oh, okay, no, my bad. No, um, I've only
1: I've only seen it the one. Ghostbusters is the reason I have the theory of there are some movies you need to see at a certain time in your life because right. I watched Ghostbusters seen as this epic, crazy, life-altering movie and watched it and went, oh, okay. Like, mm, I good. wonder if Nightmare like Before that? Christmas is one of those yeah i think possibly
0: mm. <laughs> um so here's the other cool thing right if you want to give some credit tim Bl- uh, blaney was the puppeteer for johnny five and wasn't originally cast as his voice but became his voice because he did it on set oh. and they liked the way he was doing it on set they liked how that gave the actors something really good to bounce off and they ended up using a lot of the audio from set <laughs> and then he got the role obviously to continue puppeteering him and doing his voice in the in the in the sequel and uh, he's great he's wonderful uh, I, I he's uh, to con- to believe he gives that performance while also operating that damn puppet holy hell <laughs> the man's a yeah, hero that's crazy that the man is a hero <laughs> so um there's that so there's two points in the movie where so obviously they did the elder barge song who's Johnny to go with along with this movie right and the elder barge song th- Who's Johnny? The video for it is his Johnny Five to theme video as well, where Steve Gutenberg blatantly wouldn't show up, so he's just a cardboard cutout in the background, which is my favorite part of that video. <laughs> Well, <laughs> that's it's really good like like Stephanie's in the video Scro is in the video but like they, they get a cardboard cut out of Steve Guttenberg <laughs> so good wow. um, but the, the song appears twice in the movie but it was only actually originally supposed to appear the once the reason it appears twice is because they wanted to use the Dire Straits song Money for Nothing when he's in the Nova van but they couldn't get the rights to it because it was too expensive so they just used Do's <laughs> Johnny again <laughs> so that's why that song shows up twice <laughs> in the movie I kind of like that one alright <laughs> um anytime yeah i've already talked about that one so that's the arm one um, apparently he weighed 250 pounds which is 113 uh, kilograms i don't really know in real terms what that is but that sounds heavy <laughs> so we'll just yeah. assume that's heavy um the original script actually called for extensive stop motion animation to be used but the director opted to use practical effects he thought that stuff looks janky Good move. and i think it was a good move i think it looks incredible mm. Um, The visual effects guy actually was hired based on the merits of his work in a short film called Let's Go about a young boy and a robot named Pal. Uh, The director himself is one of the cameramen when they show up on Stephanie's doorstep and ask her about being molested. Uh, (laughs) Still can't get over that.
1: Um, Nope. The several clips seems to be. Maybe he should be. Should maybe instead of dicking about wanting to be on screen and wanting to be a movie star, Should've... he should have been behind a monitor doing some fucking directing and pointing out that was a weird ass line. Yeah, agreed. Oh, well, the, the scriptwriter should have maybe not had that line in the script at all, but hey, hey ho. Every, mate, every person
0: at every step should have gone. Huh? Yeah, yeah. There, there is no way that line should have made it into the final movie. Not at all. Like it is absolutely inexcusable that that got through so many people viewing it. It's insane. Um, yeah. So, did you watch the credits?
1: Uh,
0: yeah. So in the credits, they have scenes from the movie, but they intercut a couple of scenes that were removed
1: from the movie. Yeah, I thought it was weird because some shit I recognized and some shit I was like, I don't remember this. Like,
0: <laughs> yeah. So there's a scene that was seemingly intended for when he was um still mooching about Nova before he gets shipped out with the garbage um where he meets a robot that's serving drinks that robot was apparently actually um called like omnibot and it was a toy robot actually manufactured by the company Tom Tommy in the 80s um they deleted the scene cuz it was i guess it just didn't really do anything to move the plot forward and it probably wasn't that funny or whatever but they did stick the visual probably would have made people be like who's this robot yeah, yeah, yeah. It probably muddles things a bit. So the robot just sort of like... You see the clip in the credits of the, him interacting with that robot and it sort of vibrates and doesn't react well to him. I and mean, You can't tell what's being said, but you get the idea. The other scene, and this one is more interesting and actually brings on to something I didn't get a chance to ask you about. The other Johnny Fives, the, 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 the other uh, saint robots mm. um, that they send out to attack him. Um, mm. He reprograms them as mm. the Three Stooges, Stooges in... One of my favorite scenes in the whole movie. Um, how, what did you think about that? First of all, that sequence where they chase him in the woods and he captures them, and then the 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 payoff of him programming them
1: as the three stooges. Um, I didn't get the three stooges thing because I've not seen the three stooges. Um, so I just, like I say, I thought they were just generic movie goons. You know, they they were um, right. Crab and Goyle essentially to me, um, which uh, I thought that was very funny. I thought that was clever. I thought him taking them down was brilliant i thought that was um that was so i some of the they're chasing him he's defending she's screaming yelling or he's some of those scenes felt a bit repetitive that one felt different that one felt like a bit more um interesting both visually and in terms of what it was doing
0: yes I'm excited at some point to show you the second one because the action in the second one takes an interesting turn. We'll come to that. Um, the Three Stooges thing is because he, they specifically show him
1: watching the Three Stooges. Yes, I, it makes sense now. I just didn't necessarily put it together gotcha. then. If Fair. if it's the same dialogue, I probably shouldn't.
0: Uh, yeah, and when he's whistling, when he's reprogramming them, he's whistling the Three Stooges theme. So he's whistling the Three Stooges theme as he reprograms them, and he actually makes them look like them as well. He gives them, like, the hair with the grass. Mm. It's really clever. Um, so, But you'll notice, that obviously, there's there's five of these robots. There are Three Stooges. You're probably thinking, where's the remaining robot, right? So that's what the other deleted scene is, and you can see some of it in the credits, which is him in a scrapyard fighting the remaining robot.
1: Oh, wow. That's
0: cool. So... Where that scene exactly took place, I'm not sure. Was it before the Three Stooges one? After, completely unclear where in the movie that would have landed originally. Um, but you can see shots of him in a, in a scrapyard uh, being followed by another red-eyed uh, saint robot. Um, presumably either number one or whatever, whatever number was missing from the three that, uh, that, that he reprograms later in the film. So there you go. Cool. Um, cool. I've already mentioned that the director also directed... Thingy. Oh yeah, it's an interesting one. Um Fisher team's character Ben um has d- j- Javeri is his surname in the second one, but it's Jabitua Bit, bit Javituya in this one. It changes between the two movies for
1: no real reason. Oh oh that they changed. Okay <laughs> uh, <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Everyone everyone <laughs> thought it was this everyone thought it was this Bollywood actor. Should we I know it's a bit harsh, but should we maybe Recast the character and and make it the body actor. <laughs> nah, nah. Let's uh, let's change. Let's double Let's down. change the surname. But why? <sighs> to, oh, to make it a bit less Indian. Oh, well, okay. I, do you think? I do you can't... think maybe we should make make the character a bit more Indian? No, 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 no. no. <laughs> what I love about that is that there's this weird thing of like, I can't
0: tell if the reason they changed the name was because they just didn't bother to look up what his surname was in the first movie. Or if the joke was that no one can pronounce it so it comes out differently every time, in which case that's offensive. So it's either laziness or offensiveness. I'm not sure which.
1: <laughs> Does
0: the stereotyping continue in the second one? Though? Uh, yes, but not as bad, because what they do quite cleverly in the second one is they actually... and This is a small spoiler, but his story and Johnny Five's story actually intersect in a really nice way in the second one, because... He's right. trying to become an American citizen, and Johnny Five is trying to basically prove to society that he's a person and a citizen and he wants to be. So these sort he's of He's no longer this... being hunted then. Sorry? He's no longer being hunted. Well, no, because they thought they'd get him. Oh, we should talk about that ending, actually. It's pretty clever. They do. That's um, oh, so... very clever, yeah. Yeah, so, so Nova are chasing him, um, and. Uh... Johnny 5 comes out of the, the back of the van and he drives away and the helicopters chase him and there's a bit of lens flare which annoys me. If you if you do lens flare do it through the whole movie. Don't do random bit of lens flare. It takes me right out of the movie. I'm like, "Oh, I'm looking through a camera. I'm not in it." Terrible. Anyway, um DOP should have been fired for that. No, it's <laughs> ridiculous, but like no, it's it's not great. But um the, the, the they blow up the Johnny 5 and you and and as a kid I was like gutted and confused because I was like, "He's in the next one." What <laughs> <laughs> so what's going on and then the reveal that he built very quickly because we've established how good he is with this sort of stuff uh like a like a mock of himself and sent it out and nova are under the impression they blew it up and there's this really gr- weirdly powerful but kind of horrific moment when the nova guys are walking back past stephanie and uh, newton and they've got like johnny five's head and his arm because at that yeah, point, you yeah, don't know he absolutely. survived. And Stephanie feels sick to her stomach at seeing that. And you you feel it with her. It's really powerfully done. And the reveal is, of course, that Johnny Five uh, very much uh, tricked Nova. He created a, a, a facsimile, like a shell of himself, that they blew up. And he actually which I,
1: carried on. Which I thought was a really clever ending. Um, one element of it that I was like, uh-huh, was when she was like, I'm sorry you you lost your job, but uh, I think it's really good that you that you quit Nova. And it's like, okay, yeah, yeah, quit, quit Nova. Install the van, or like, yeah, like oh. when? Right, I'm quitting, and they went, fair enough. You know what? Take the van.
0: Yeah, I thought that because <laughs> With like, obviously they, they have to have that van because that's where Johnny Five is hiding for the reveal to happen. Yeah,
1: exactly. So,
0: the writers were really stuck between a rock and a hard place there because if he gets in his own van or like some other vehicle, then you can't do the the, the, the twist ending at all. It doesn't work. So they had to have him essentially steal the Nova van, which they made a real fuss about earlier in the movie.
1: <laughs> yeah there's literally a bit where he's like if you don't return my van now i'm gonna and like we don't hear the end because uh johnny five lasers it off like mm-hmm. it's just like all right
0: yeah no i agree i agree it's that's a bit of an odd one but yeah that sort of stuff i think in like a kids movie from this time you sort of like you just about get away with but it like oh you do
1: yeah absolutely you do, but it yeah.
0: is but it's it, so it's a nitpick but it's like a valid one like it does make sense you're right just to, to point that out Um, the movie that Johnny Five is watching featuring George Raft, uh, that he imitates Flipping the Coin, uh, that's actually the original 1932 Scarface, which I did not know until I read the trivia, and that's really interesting. I've never seen the original 1932 Scarface. I've only ever seen, obviously, the the, uh, the 80s uh, remake, so that's really interesting. Mm. Um, Apparently, the Soviet T-72 tank destroyed by the robots during the testing demonstration right at the beginning of the movie had to be a fiberglass mock-up of that um, because... Uh, well, actually, of a, of a US one because they couldn't get hold of the real life Soviet one because the, this was actually made during the Cold War. And uh, <laughs> uh, wow. so they had to do a facsimile of it. They couldn't actually uh, get hold of the shape design or any, any props that would match that. It's pretty interesting.
1: Um, yeah, wow.
0: Yeah, so the scene where he's flipping the coin is actually manipulated with a wire. That's how the coin flips. But then they also reverse the footage to make it go back up and then back up down again. And apparently they do that a couple of times. It's kind of obvious if you watch the bushes in the background, which sway one way and then awkwardly sway back. Um, uh, so you can right. kind of, you can kind of tell if you do that. But um, they get away with it. I you, I didn't notice it till I read the
1: trivia. Um yeah, I think they get away with all of that as as we said earlier. Yeah, it's great.
0: Um, when number five uh, commandeered Ben Novagard's truck, he hums the U.S. Marines anthem which I thought was a nice little touch. <laughs> um, his full designation is Saint Number 5. The acronym Saint stands for Strategic Ar- Artificially Intelligent Nuclear Transport. There you go. Mm-hmm.
1: Nice.
0: Uh, we've talked about the Three Stooges. Oh, obviously, this was a reuniting of a sort. Um, Steve Gutenberg and G.W. Bailey, who plays Schroeder in this, um, appeared in Police Academy. Yeah, uh, cool. Steve Guttenberg, obviously the young police officer, and, and, and sort of the yeah. sergeant guy that they're always like that they, they're always at each other's throats, and it was like a bit of a, a police academy reunion. Weirdly enough, the year after this came out, they then actually reunited in Police Academy Four. Uh, it was the first time they'd been on screen in a police academy movie since the first one, so that was kind of cool. Um,
1: yeah, it, was, it does because I, I I remember watching and enjoying those films as a kid, but I'd love to like. Almost, but you wouldn't want to just rewatch one, you'd want to rewatch all seven and just see like who stayed, who went, who you know what I mean. Like, yes. oh, this one was this movie, this one was that movie,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. I would, yeah, I'd be curious about that, but it's a lot of work and I, I reckon they probably aren't good. <laughs> I'd, I'm not, yeah, sure I'm not suggesting we are. do it for this,
1: but yeah,
0: yeah. um little bit of Terminator stuff. They apparently kind of mm. s- took some inspiration from um, the future battle scenes in the first Terminator where those big treadmilled robots were going over the skulls. They liked the mobility of the treadmills. It was kind of part of the inspiration for Johnny Five's all-terrain design. Um, and they emerged that in the opening scene of the movie when you get the close-up of a fa- flower on the green field and the tank rolls over them, which is it's framed to be exactly the skull shot from the first Terminator, which the tank then rolls over. So yeah, there you go.
1: Yeah, makes that's sense. all the triv Cool, there we go, good triv I thought, the yeah, there's, Should a, there's
0: we... a couple of good ones
1: How do you want to do this, Dan? Do you want to go into each episode knowing, you know, say having an idea and saying what the next one is? or?
0: Well, you're or choosing not? the next one and do you already know? Because you were very indecisive last time and I had to just basically yeah, yell at I... you until you
1: chose <laughs> I reckon I've got an instinct and in just saying something now and sticking with it would be a good way of going, I Great, think. Great. Let's hear it then. What's next? Let's so I
0: chose this one. You chose Space Jam last week. What, what are we watching next time we do this? We're going to watch Mouse Hunt. Mouse Hunt.
1: <laughs> Excellent. Yes.
0: Have, a film, have seen Mouse uh, Hunt? Uh, yeah, I, I saw it when it came out. Um, hmm. I don't think I've seen it since. <laughs> um, no, I
1: don't think I've... Oh, other than rewatching it a lot on video as a kid... I, I haven't seen so it. So I think I, I think or or I s-
0: I think I saw it in theatre and then I think I saw it once more when it hit Sky Movies because my auntie had Sky Movies and I spent an afternoon at hers and was able to watch it that way. I don't think I ever owned this on video.
1: I had it. I had it on video, yeah. mm. But I was a massively no, I, Evans fan. I
0: really I really am curious
1: if yeah if it holds up at all. I I have no idea whether it will. No idea. That's part it of the was, reason for I remember it being it.
0: such a slapsticky movie. Mm-hmm.
1: Incredibly so. That's all I really I remember that. I remember the ending and I remember the the beginning. All I remember Actually, I is the nail gun sequence. That first scene. The what? The nail gun sequence.
0: That's all I remember.
1: Really? You don't remember the beginning and the the Mm-mm. trap sequence as well. mm I just Oh,
0: you as you said that, yes. Isn't there a scene where he like lays out a thousand traps? And yeah. then he falls on one, and he rolls through all of them, or something like, yeah, something like that. Yeah, and yeah The beginning okay, I has this that.
1: really slapstick. The body, I can't, remember, I don't remember if it's the body or the whole coffin. But that doesn't the coffin fall, and the body like flips out and goes down a drain. <laughs> like, <laughs>
0: I, I don't remember. But that's yes. what, that's a movie that I really have no idea if that will hold up
1: at all. But uh, I'm no, me neither, that, and that's that's why I'm picking it because I feel like we kind of done we've done something you we both liked um but we're kind of like hmm we've done but there's there's an awful lot of nostalgia for we've done something that's very specific to you a, a movie that like we've both seen but can't really remember and won't know if it holds up i think is a is a different angle so right. i uh, i'm going to i'm going to keep good burger on the on the burner on the back burner don't worry mm-hmm. it's coming um, and burger on the burner and we're going to do uh, we're going to do mouse hunt.
0: yeah I'm really excited because I think towards Christmas if we're you know if we get a chance to do one of these around Christmas I'm definitely going to make you watch Gremlins mm. because that's a Christmas movie and a great movie that I
1: don't you've not there's, seen am I right in saying that yeah I've not seen Gremlins there's a lot of pressure for you to pick cause, oh, I might pick it one day but I don't know because I, I don't know if I I feel like you're going to get a lot of joy from making me watch things so therefore like I I my choices like I I'm leaning towards films that I'm like oh I rewatch that that might be cool. no I've I've, I've um, looked at the
0: list I've got the other day I, and I think the, some of the stuff I've been thinking of like there are a few of them I know for a fact you've seen
1: but there are also a few right.
0: that I'm not sure you've seen at all like for example Little Shop of Horrors have you ever seen that one no Groundhog
1: Day yes yeah. recently
0: really interesting that I love
1: that movie yeah I've re- i I've, I've re- I had a real aching to rewatch it and I re I rewatched it in this house. So oh that, wow, that's right! A, isn't that such a great yeah.
0: movie? That movie is timeless, and I mean that in the it's truest good. sense of the word. Well, I mean, maybe we'll okay. get to. we'll, maybe we'll get to. I, yeah, uh, Beetlejuice. Um, have you seen Beetlejuice? No. I see. I'd, I'd love for you to see Beetlejuice. I'm so curious as to. What you, it's not one I have a huge nostalgia for, like Short Circuit. So I think it's going to be really interesting to rewatch that one in the cold light of. Being, mm. you know, in my thirties, so there's a few that yeah. I've chosen because I kind like well, Beetlejuice is a good example. It's on my list of things that we might get to at some point because I'm curious about rewatching. There's, there's pressure from my work for you to pick the Goonies. <laughs> you know what i've got to hold my hands up i've seen the goonies i've seen the goonies (laughs) multiple times as a kid but it was not one of my like burn the vhs into the ground movies i enjoyed it for what it was and i remember i saw it on tv once and was like "Yeah, that's fun and i remember watching it a couple more times but i don't think it's one i you know i like the movies i really loved as a kid like i ruined the vhs's like they would not play after a while because i watched them so much um, Cause you know, I was a I was an indoor kid for sure. <laughs> so um, oh mate,
1: it's so it, I feel such a kinship when uh, when you describe like, and I'm sure if you, if it was you, you feel the same, mm-hmm. uh, listeners. When you describe taping like the yes. art of like I I had just boxes and yes. boxes and boxes yes. full of home recording. Mine still exist. Tape, they're um, they're in the attic
0: tapes. of of my my, my parents' yes, home. Yeah, same.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Same mm-hmm. here. And I would like lo- I I don't I, you'd have to find a VHS player that worked and a lot of the tapes wouldn't work now apparently. Um oh, they true. don't hold up. Um
0: Yeah, it wasn't like VHS recording when you did it yourself like way less functional than like a, a, a properly printed video. So like if you bought yeah, some of like the big... it should still work, but if you recorded it the, 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 the they're easily demagnetized.
1: Yeah, I think so. Something like that. But apparently a lot of like bought ones are also failing now. Um oh, crazy. I it was a bad technology. Just... It
0: was a bad format. Why is yeah, it... yeah, like the I'd only reason just... that, that anyone thinks there's a VH... that the need to come back is because vinyl worked. The reason vinyl worked is because that is actually a very good format. The music sounds yeah, a it's very specifically on different, vinyl that yeah. you can't recreate any other way. It does not work for VHS. It's bad. No, <laughs> it's a no, shit no. format.
1: Um <laughs> I um I uh, so I would love one day like I might do it one day just get just find a VHS well mom and dad have still got one I think and just watch through it and just be like man why did I record this because I can go it can because I don't know what I'd find like Mm -hmm. that's the thing because like at one point I'd have found Power Rangers yeah then at another point I'd have found Keenan and Kel or Boy Meets World yeah then at another point it would have been Only Fools and Horses but then I start. I got. I had only fools and horses on actual tapes. Uh, yeah, so, so I had friends it? on actual
0: tapes, so I had no reason to record. Exactly.
1: Them. Mm-hmm. So what's on the recorded shit? Like, is mm-hmm. it like comic relief nights and stuff? Like, so yeah, I. M- I to. mostly, for some reason, when it
0: came to my collecting in terms of recording TV shows, because they were always in syndication, I was never worried about being able to get hold of those episodes at a later date. So I didn't record a lot of TV to rewatch. Um, but I definitely recorded at Christmas getting the Christmas TV guide and planning out what films I was finally going to get to have a copy of because I knew they were going to air like going like okay um, Jurassic Park three is airing here or whatever. Jurassic Park two or something. Like I'll circle mm-hmm. that. I'll record that because it's finally going to air on TV. Men in Black. That's going to finally air on TV. I'll circle that. Well, I'll get to. I'll get finally get a copy of that on tape that I can watch myself. Um, you know those sort of movies. Like that's a big thing. There's one movie that we're going to talk about. It's it's on my list. I'm not even going to name it here because I want it to be a bit of a surprise when it comes up. Um, is a movie that is utterly forgotten. It's on no one's nostalgia lists. It's a movie that I saw by accident because I taped something else. And it was on after it and the video just taped through and I watched the thing I intended to tape and then this other random thing came on and I utterly fell in love with it. It's kind of obscure. I'm pretty sure you won't have even heard of it. Um, And I am so excited at some point to show it to you. Um, I might make that my next pick for when we come
1: back round to me. Yeah. And that is kind of, I think, I think a lot of people will be like Space Jam. Yep. Short Circuit. A mouse hunt All yeah right. yeah and <laughs> so, i think yeah, that's
0: going think... to be true of the of my next choice that well the thing i yeah. think is going to be my next choice but well, i'm not settled on it yet because uh, you've also still not seen who framed roger rabbit and i think that's a big one no. <laughs> that's a great movie yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know like yeah, yeah. who framed roger rabbit does everything that space jam tried to do well <laughs> so like i, yeah. I really want to and also the only time we will ever see uh, mickey mouse and uh, bugs bunny share screen time
1: yeah, that's and, very true. Well, mm-hmm. for for now, next up, Space Jam. Uh, sorry, Mouse Hunt. Mm-hmm. And yeah, thank you very much for for checking this out.
0: Yeah, yeah. We we. And if you're enjoying this, of course, review, like, comment, all the all the good stuff. We have a Patreon, patreoncom slash static, If you'd like to give us money, um, uh, help keep the lights on, um, as they say. Um, there's there's not many. There's no real benefits to that at the moment. But I'm thinking about making these episodes available on there early. Um, Mm. because this isn't like core content I don't feel like we're robbing anyone like I feel if our main podcast that people listen to nothing but Static or Steven University if we did those like that people might have objections and they'd be right I think because this is kind of a side project I think we're free to just make this available early on Patreon so if you're enjoying this you can probably get episodes of this early on the Patreon not figured out how I'm going to do that yet I've got to go through the the logistics but uh, yeah thank you so much for listening Um, please do all of the things I just mentioned reviewing and liking and subscribing and all that jazz um, and in the meantime, um, we'll see you in a in a week or a couple of weeks' time to to discuss mouse hunt. <laughs> so yeah, there you go. Thanks and goodbye.
1: This this wait wait you ready you You're ready up. for this I go. This review has been rewound. No, didn't. <laughs> <laughs> right, Well, I need is okay. Um, the, the,
0: the, the, it's over. If you want to listen to this again. You you gotta play the sound effect of a tape whizzing around and wait thirty minutes.
1: Let's <laughs> <laughs> try and do it with the with the with the Dan Doolings and the Chris Billinghams. Go go give that a go. Oh we do the normal. So way. I've been I've been Chris Billingham. I've been Dan Doolin. And this review has been rewound. I like it yeah there you go i will
0: give Good. you a high five but we're right. not in the same room so well
1: we we'll both clap on the count of three so one two three clap yeah okay. mm-hmm. one two three beautiful